Our fire crews are made up of teams of specialists, captain, engineer, firefighter, paramedic, etc. To think that you can achieve amazing things without a specialized team is not only arrogant, but it's incredibly myopic. If you're looking to level up, it's critical to surround yourself with people who make you better every day. Regardless of your professional and personal goals and aspirations, there are four types of people that will help you grow and get to where you want to be. In today's episode, I'll talk about what these types are, I'll help you identify people who can act in these roles in your own life, and I'll propose a challenge to take action toward a better you. We feel like it's up to us to hold the line as we light the spark within ourselves. It comes from way I saw an Instagram post a few months back, and I've been ruminating on it for a while. It said, there are four people you need in your life, a coach, a friend, a mentor, and a cheerleader. And that's all it said. This post really stuck with me because I'm all about leveling up mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of that. They who control themselves control the universe, right? So anyway, I really wanted to apply this in practical terms, and the thought occurred to me the other day to share my thoughts and findings with you. So first off, when you're looking to improve an element of your life, let's say stop drinking, you don't want to hang around other people who are drinking, right? It makes things all that much more difficult. I mean, it can be done. But you'll set yourself up for success more so if you avoid the thing altogether. If you're looking to get fit and lean out, you don't want to be hanging around people who are content in their complacency. This is a basic strategy for success across the board, regardless of what issue you're trying to conquer. This may sound a bit harsh, but it's the reality of the situation. For the life of me, I cannot understand programs like AA where they gather everyone who's struggling with the same issue and make them hang out together in meetings, share in their misery, and bond through their trauma. In my opinion and in my experience, it's the most unhealthy way to attempt to change your life for the better. Ultimately wallowing in misery together, right? Misery loves company. Now, I've never been to AA, but I have witnessed numerous meetings and my father was court-ordered to go to AA for a number of years, and I heard all about it from him. So before you go judging and saying, oh, this guy doesn't even drink, what does he know about it? Maybe think about it this way. I may not personally know the struggle of overcoming a drug or alcohol addiction, but I do know how to successfully abstain from those things. Some would argue that it's easier to do that than drink, become addicted, and then stop. But the only people I hear that from are people who have never been able to abstain. So it seems a bit hypocritical, doesn't it? Anyway, moving on. 
Let's get started on talking about these different roles. Just to remind you, they are a cheerleader, a friend, a mentor, and a coach. Some of these sound similar, I know, but let's break each role down so that you can identify the differences there are between them all. So first up, let's talk about the cheerleader. The cheerleader is your motivator, the person who inspires you toward action, a person who believes in you wholeheartedly and is your own personal, for lack of a better term, cheerleader. When obstacles come your way, as they most certainly will, this person will be the one to help get you back on track. This could be through inspiring words or inspiring actions. This person understands what motivates you, they understand what drives you, and they know exactly how to tap into that energy. I was able to naturally become a cheerleader uh, when I had kids. I instantly became their biggest cheerleader. I know what motivates them. I know what drives them. I know what doesn't. And I know how to tap into that energy. So I relish in that role that I have as cheerleader for my children. And I use that as a way to maybe help be cheerleaders for others. Anyway, next up, the friend. The power of the friend lies in their ability to empathize. This person will be the ultimate listener. And it's a person that you trust implicitly. A person that doesn't judge you, but just listens to what you have to say. You can talk about the problems you're facing without fear because you know that this person will put themselves in your shoes or may even have personal experience with the very thing that you're experiencing. I don't know if any of you out there know who Brene Brown is, but she's kind of the leading authority on vulnerability and trust. And she says that empathy fuels connection. When people feel safe to talk about the things that really matter to them, that's trust in action. And honestly, that's a true friend, right? Moving on. The mentor. If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, then you know how I feel about complacency. Complacency is your comfort zone. And sometimes we sit in our little safe space or for so long that we stop making progress in all aspects of our lives mentally, physically, emotionally, those four categories that I, that I rattled off earlier, right? Mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. A mentor is the person who challenges you to level up. This is the person who will lay a challenge down to help nudge you out of your comfort zone, which is where truly amazing things happen, right? I've said it before. Nothing amazing happens when people sit in their comfort zone. Nothing amazing ever happens there. A mentor helps you see things in different ways, from different perspectives. What this does is it allows you to see more options for action. They can give you honest, meaningful feedback that helps you grow. And last but not least, the coach. This is where accountability comes in. And for those of you that have been listening for a while, you know I'm all about that A word, all about accountability. All of your goal setting, all of your hopes and desires to improve don't really mean a thing if there isn't some form of accountability system attached to it. Think about it. When we go through any kind of training or certification in the fire service or an EMS, we have to subject ourselves to testing, right? Written tests, uh, uh, practical tests, things like that, uh, just to make sure that we know our stuff. We take a test. 
we do a didactic and a practical portion, and then we get our certification, right? We get the blessing. This works the same way in the educational world. We take classes, we prove our merit, and then we come away with a diploma or a degree of some sort. This is validation of our efforts. And I know there are a lot of people out there in the fire service community who would argue that college degrees don't mean anything. It's just a piece of paper. But I typically hear that from the people who don't have the stones to put themselves through a rigorous educational program like that. So take that for what it's worth. Anyway, the coach is going to act as your accountability partner. They're going to help you keep your commitments. This person knows what your goals are and what you need to do to accomplish them. I have a system set up where I review my quarterly goals. I review four quadrants. Let me restate that. Let me restate that. So I've got four different quadrants that I focus on when it comes to goals. And it's it's very similar to the physical, uh, mental, spiritual, and emotional. It's very similar to that. Not exactly, but it's very similar. Uh, and then I, I have a quarterly goal based on those four different quadrants. Um, but what I do is, uh, I've got, like I said, I've got that system. I've got it set up to where I review my quarterly goals and I talk about what I need to do, what action steps I need to take in order to accomplish them. I actually write them down. And I've got a group of people that I specifically talk about these things with. We all share our goals and what we're doing to accomplish them. And most importantly, we hold each other accountable to those proposed action steps. Finding people without an agenda and who are truly supportive of you while at the same time holding you accountable is what makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. Now, you may have people to fill these roles within your life already, but if not, I'm challenging you to start ruminating on people who could, potential candidates even. Think about it. Like a, like a job interview and you're not necessarily going to go all formal on it. And if you do, well then good for you, but that's not what I'm recommending here. Think about the people you may already be going to, to fill these roles. They may be in the fire service and they may not be. Honestly, ideally you should have these roles spread across all aspects of your life, personal and professional. You could have, you know, those four, um, those four characters, those four people in your professional life, and then you could have a different set of four people that fill those roles in your personal life. It's up to you. Uh, I think that would be a great idea. In fact, I'm going to ruminate on that after uh, I get done wrapping this up. But anyway, it, like I said, it's ideal to have these roles spread across all aspects of your life, professional and personal. And uh, how you fit these people into your life are all up to you. Of course, obviously, when you take the time to actively seek out these people in your life and have them be active participants in your goals, then you've got a team of specialists that can help get you to where you're supposed to be. And like I said earlier, you may already have people in your sphere of influence that already operate in these roles. However, if you can't identify people who would naturally take the title of each role that I talked about, then maybe it's time to start doing inventory with the people you're associating with. Just like I tell my kids, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. The same goes for us. If we're trying to overcome addiction, then stop hanging out with addicts. If you're looking to get fit, then stop hanging out with people 
who don't have self-discipline. If you're looking to become better at something fireground related, then put yourself in the circles that would progress you in those things. For example, if I want to get better at fire command and running a scene, I'm going to recruit the help of someone who's really good at that thing. I'm not going to go hang out with a bunch of people who don't have it figured out. I'm going to go to the source. And this isn't anything personal. Me not wanting to hang around people who don't have self-discipline isn't about me hating on you. It's about me doing what's right for me and what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to accomplish. And the same goes for you. You shouldn't feel guilty about wanting to improve yourself. Like that's the craziest thing that I've ever experienced during this, during this whole podcast experience, all of the episodes I've done, I, I mean, it's safe to say that they're all geared towards improving yourself and improving your, uh, your situation, improving your environment around you by improving yourself. You, you would be mind blown at the amount of hate and the amount of ridicule that I get for that. It's crazy. And you know what's interesting? The people who hate and ridicule, guess what they're doing? A whole lot of nothing. A whole lot of nothing. Guess how their lives are going? Not so good. Not so good. Anyway, you know, like I said, kind of to talk about the uh, the addiction and the drinking thing, I- I've been judged before for not drinking. I've been told by people that I work with that they don't trust a man that doesn't drink because <laughs> they saw it in some Wild West video, like Wild West movie or whatever. But quite honestly, the feeling was mutual because I'd grown up in a house where my father had an addiction to alcohol. And you know who I couldn't trust? That guy. This judgmental world is full of hypocrisy. And honestly, I don't have the time for any of that bullshit. The only things I have time for are my goals, the things that I want to get done in this life, and the people who want to see me achieve those things. I'd encourage you all to test out this approach. Just test it out. Give it one week and see how it goes. Try to identify people in your life that fit those roles. And if you can't identify them readily, Maybe make an effort to seek someone out who would fill that role. I'm not saying cut ties altogether with people. Please don't be extreme. But I am pointing out that if you want something you've never had, you've got to be willing to do something that you've never done. Think about the people you're currently giving space in your life. Identify what they are contributing. Think about who could support you in these roles, whether at home or at the firehouse. Oftentimes, we tend to surround ourselves with similar people, and that's another complacency trap. Maybe everyone around you is an empathizer, and maybe all you do is sit around the kitchen table at the firehouse and gripe about all the bad things going on without ever offering or taking action toward a solution. Well, then you've got a plethora of empathizers to choose from. But don't make those four people, don't make your team just a bunch of empathizers. Rather than just wallow in your own negative feedback loop, why not break the loop and take action towards something, some kind of improvement? Start by identifying the people who could play these roles in your life. Start thinking about how you can play these roles in the lives of the people around you. What are you contributing? If you're fortunate enough to have these people in your life already, then I encourage you to make sure that they know just how much you appreciate them, just how much you value them. Our growth or our stagnation 
is fueled by the people we choose to surround ourselves with. So choose wisely. I'm always eager to hear your thoughts, you guys, and I'm willing to have dialogue on what you all think out there. Please, if you disagree with me, let me know. Send me a message. Let's have a dialogue. Let's be adults. Join the conversation in the Ignited Firefighter Podcast Facebook group. I love hearing what you all have to say about these episodes, about things going on in your life, about social issues going on, political issues, which there is no shortage of. Um, But contribute to the conversation and connect with those of us who are looking to level up. Who knows, you may just find one of those four people in the group. And as always, thank you so much for listening to the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.